You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Um, We are going to get right into our show and we are going to start, as always, with our grateful moment. And so, Kelvin, tell our listeners what you are grateful for this week. Good morning, good evening, uh, good night, as my man Phil says every week. Um, well, I'm happy to be back, listeners. I'm so grateful that uh, the streets are quiet down Washington, D.C. Um, I'm glad we got a professional leader in the office now where we don't have to check the phones every two seconds to see who we threaten or what happened to the people out in the public. So I'm just happy that we got good leadership and I'm grateful um, to see that our country has more care for its citizens today. That is, that is definitely something to be grateful for. And just to kind of piggyback on that, I'm so glad we have a leader that can fall down, but he gets back up. So shout out to Joe Biden. We love you. We really do. Um, Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Dion, you can't do that. <laughs> talk. Well, um, I'm grateful for my family and um, time is winding down as my daughter is about to head away to college soon. She's starting off softball now, which is great to see her play um, a sport again. And my, my two girls. So right now my daughter is training for my youngest one's training for coming year basketball season. And boy, I tell you, is she's looking good. I'm excited to see the opportunity. Hopefully everything opened up. So I'm thankful for that. And my middle child for being who she is, a wonderful student student. So I thank her for my family. And my beautiful wife too. She's really awesome. Start a new job. So I'm happy for her too. Amen. Congratulations to Trish for starting a new um, position. All right. And we have um, one of our other guys with us that we don't always get to hear but i'm super excited so alan tell our listeners what are you grateful for this week good morning everybody or whenever you listen to this episode but first things first shout out to money money bag joe <laughs> <laughs> uh, but most importantly i am grateful for march madness we were robbed because of covid last year but March Madness brings joy to my heart, the upset, the excitement, and it's the second reason why I love this month so much. So I'm grateful for March Madness. Amen. Amen. And you know what? I'm going to be grateful for that too. And in all honesty, like March Madness is not something that I like follow to the T. Um, But obviously, once you get down to the final games, like I'm kind of into it. But last year, I remember I put up a a Facebook post and I was like, man, we are now celebrating March sadness. So I am happy um, that the tournament is back with some variations, which we will discuss in another show. Um, But I am definitely happy to have that back. Um, I am just happy for the weekend. Um, I am grateful for the weekend. I had a really rough work week, just busy as far as being busy, not anything crazy. And um, I feel like in the middle of the week, I thought I was going to have like 
a breakdown. Like I was exhausted. I had a million things to do. So I'm just happy for rest, you know, and I know a lot of people wouldn't really say they're grateful for that, but Lord knows our body needs it. So shout out to the weekend, the Sabbath, especially. Um, I was really able to refocus and, and, and get some good rest yesterday. So let's jump right into our show. We are going to discuss um, first today, the NFL. And unless you're living under a rock, you know what has been in the media. And once again, Houston, we have a problem. Deshaun Watson, who is no stranger to the show, we have been discussing him. I would say in the last month or two surrounding his contract surrounding him wanting to get out of Houston, but now he has another set of issues to deal with. And he has three civil suits pending um, against him for allegations of sexual misconduct, right? Essentially the background, um, you know, he got massages from these young ladies um, made, allegedly, this is innocent until proven guilty, but allegedly made a lot of suggestive comments, was forceful, aggressive, wanted them to perform sexual acts. And now we have these civil suits pending. So I wanted to get the guy's perspectives on this. Is, is this interesting? Is the timing of this interesting? Or am I just a conspiracy theorist at this point? What do you guys think? I'm so because of the allegation and it's not a uh, criminal's lawsuit, it's more of a, um, what kind of lawsuit again, Dion? It's considered a- It's a civil lawsuit. Civil lawsuit. Um, they're suing for compensatory damages, basically compensate me for what I have dealt with. Thank you, Dion. That's great to have a lawyer on the, on the show, which is weird. Why did it pursue cr um, criminal charges and at this time? so. I'm, I'm going to wait back, lean back and wait for more, more um, information. But as of now, have I've seen, which I could be corrected, I think somehow this is a little too fishy. It's a little too fishy. And I'm going based upon the past. NFL teams or sports teams tend to leak or set up a situation to make the player look bad. And we live in a time and age where information is very easily could get obtained about you. People follow you all the time. And if this happened, I don't know how long, a year or six months ago, and now all of a sudden it happened, it's kind of peculiar for me. It looks kind of weird. It's not, doesn't sit right. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to de um, deframe or put any accusations against the, the, the defendant or nor the plaintiff at this, this time, because, you know, more information needs to come out. But I do feel it's kind of the timing is strange. And, and, and at the time where controversy is occurring all over about, you know, want to stay and move forward. And that also, why they didn't do criminal charges to him? Why more of a um, civil suit, not criminal charges? So I, that's kind of weird to me at this time. I'm trying to figure that out. So pretty much, I mean, I'm just gonna like hold back my comments um just a little bit just till you know of course like everything else comes out um i think the timing is like a little weird i think a lot of people are seeing the timing is weird because it's like deshaun is trying to leave and now 
we have all these allegations coming against you. And then another thing that makes it super weird on top of everything else is the representative for these plaintiffs is a friend of the former owner of the Houston Texans. So now everyone is like kind of like scratching their head because I mean, it's been reported like when you hear Deshaun Watson, you hear how he's an amazing person. But of course, we never know what happens behind closed doors where they're not on the field or they're out in the community. So um, I was reading one of the, the situations um, that was uh, reported and it's more like Deshaun is asking, are you okay with doing these particular actions or whatever the case may be? Now, some of it sounds a little fabricated and I'm not gonna judge anything about that part, but I'm just more like, yo, like if a person asks and you say yes or no, I mean, you're asking to do a job. Now, everything else, I mean, that's up to the court of opinion, but we just have to wait and see because him being a black quarterback being black on top of that, especially being like the status that he has, is like really gonna take a hit on his image, depending on on everything plays out. Yeah, and I th- and I and I'm and I'm on uh, I'm in agreement with you guys. To be honest, this is just weird. Like the time is just like it suggests that um, these guys are setting him up with all this stuff. Um, it's Overnight, he just turned into Bill Cosby and uh, and <laughs> Ravi Zacharias and and all these guys that just been recently charged with the same type of acts. Um, I'm just not. I, I just I, I'll say it, I'm just not buying it right now. Um, just Sean Jackson. I feel like you know he's like a a thousand millions, whether it's right right or wrong. Um, we're gonna get him a size. He's finding girls on Instagram. Um, that's probably sexual in nature, and he might have just said, "Yo, what's up?" You know what, what fellas do. Um, now, if he if he was forceful, and like one of the allegations said, he he forced her, but it never said that what she did or she didn't do it. Um, now that's a whole different story. But this dude is just being, um, you know, like like Alan was saying, he might have just you know. Is a sexual person, you know, what, whether I think that's right, um, you know, I, I don't personally, but, you know, it happens, you know, men like women. <laughs> so, um, but, if you know, of course, we don't know. We got to wait like everybody else said, too. But at the same time, the one thing is strange is that all of a sudden, overnight, he became the Bill Cosby of quarterbacks. So. I find it to be a little strange, especially, hold on, the last thing, especially in a climate where you got Antonio Brown, where you got all these people where um, if this was the situation, you could have been came forward, you know, and and made claims about it because the climate was sensitive to those things. But all of a sudden you make these claims when, you know, this guy is trying to get out of Texas. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you guys summed it up really good. And and for me, when I hear about any kind of allegations, just because of what I do, 
you know, I always go with like, when I read the initial story, like what is my gut saying to me just out of the gate? I don't know about this. Like, and like I said, we don't have all the evidence and all the information. So I'm not making any legal assessments today, but um, allegedly this happened in March, 2020. So you mean to tell me we get through the whole NFL season, right? We are now a year removed from these allegations. We get through the part where Watson is like, I want out of here, essentially. And here we are today. And these allegations just pop up. Like, I mean, just conveniently pop up. And Kelvin, you actually said what I was going to say. We are heavy into um, on the heels of the Me Too movement, where we had a lot of women coming out. Um, against very, very powerful men in the industry. Um, and so if this happened in March of 2020, I mean, that would have been the, like, as soon as it happened, you put that out there because there was so much public and social support as it should be, right? For um, allegations of sexual misconduct. And so there's a lot of things where I'm just scratching my head. What was interesting about this case as well that I read in the complaint is outside of what the allegations are, um, you know, first of all, if an athlete contacts you on Instagram and says, hey, come and give me a massage, chick, come on. Like, you kind of know what time it is. You are getting flued out for one reason and one reason only. I'm just pointing that out. I'm not saying that that somehow creates this environment where an athlete can do whatever he wants. Absolutely not. But um, man, if, if you got flued out from Instagram, there's like some unspoken, um, unspoken thing where sex may or may not be involved, right? You still have to consent, but that's kind of what's underlying that. So I'll just leave that. Um, so you you have these al allegations. I know one of the allegations was that, um, you know, his private area may have touched one of the massage individuals or whatever the case may be. Now, I, I mean, I have gotten a massage before. You're usually mostly naked. And they're touching all parts of your body. Like in one of the allegations, it was like, yeah, he, he told me to massage his inner thigh and by his butt area. And I'm like, yeah, I have told my massage person to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not downplaying this, but it's like, what is a part of your job responsibilities and what is actual allegations that hold some kind of merit? You know what I'm saying? Then the crazy the thing about mm -hmm. it, the crazy thing about that is he asked prior. He mm -hmm. asked. Like, right. as you read it, he asked. So right. you can't be surprised. So it's not like, oh, you want to do this? No, he literally asked. And so I'm like, wait, your job is you get massages. Normally that covers well over 95% of the body. It does. Number two, he's asked you, he asked you prior to even giving the massage or even just messaging you, 
are you comfortable doing this? Like, I don't want like just a regular massage. What is not a regular massage? Like read the room low key. Right. Like, so I'm just like, I don't, I'm, you're in the wrong job. Yeah. I mean, when, when I read, he asked me to massage my inner thigh. I was, I was like, okay. And like, what's, what's the like literally I have gotten massages and they have massage there right you know what I'm saying so I'm like maybe I'm missing something um another thing that really stuck out to me so as I mentioned um in the beginning they asked for compensatory damages um you know to compensate for this incident but in the complaint they're only asking for minimal compensatory damages and that is what alerted me that there's something deeper going on here rather than these allegations because if if generally speaking attorneys if you were affected by this you have a high profile athlete one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league you're not asking for just oh we just want minimal damages and so that's when my radar went up where I'm like I don't know what's going on here I don't have all the information so I'm not making any legal assessments all I'm saying is there too many things that sound crazy to me um, about this case? And if the allegations are true, then yes, he needs whatever, you know, whatever punishment that comes with that, he will then have to face that. But if they're not, this is so damaging to his reputation. And like, I, I hate the thought that this young quarterback potentially will always have a stain on his whole career. So it's, 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 I don't know. I have all these feelings about it and, and, and I'm a woman and trust me, I'm a woman that, that speak out against um, acts of sexual harm. Right. But you have to read this objectively, you know, to, to really get the full scope here. So I think there's something definitely going on behind the scenes. All right. Um, let's transition on to Bill Belichick. So last week, Bill went and bought the whole block, basically, right? It's free agency. Um, the Patriots ended last season at seven and nine, which is like, as a Giants fan, I'm like, can we end the seasons at seven and nine? Like, I'll take it. But for Bill Belichick, that was a failure. And so last week, the Patriots went and bought um, everybody in their homeboy. They got Joe New Smith, Hunter Henry. Those are two tight ends. They got Matt Judon, who's a linebacker. Devon Godcho, I always say his last name wrong. He's a tackle. Jalen Mills, who's a safety. Kendrick Bourne, who's a wide receiver. Nelson Aguilar, who's a wide receiver, and Henry Anderson, who is a defensive tackle. And it seems like Bill might not be done as yet. And so what I wanted to throw out to the team is, what is, is he trying to send a message? What's happening with Bill? Um, and later conversation is whether or not we think um, Tom Brady's Super Bowl win has anything to do with the way Bill is acting in free agency. This is what I'm going to say. So Bill broke up with his, his, his boo, right? And his boo said, it's not, it's you. It's, he really said, it's you. I don't like what you've been doing. And you've taken all the credit for this, this, this relationship. I'm going elsewhere. And then he 
go and his Google land a a a lawyer, a a a sports agent lawyer, and life is booming and they just had a brand new kid and everything looked great, and he's saying, you know what, I could do else with somebody else. But during the time while he's trying to build his law firm, all his employees decide to get, quit because of COVID. And, and and they didn't make the record number of of, of closes or sales or, or win one court cases, so he got upset and he went and scoured and got the some of the best agents all up. He's showing no, I can do this, I can do this too. No no, um, Tom, I was the reason why you're successful, and I'm gonna show you why I could do it. So out of jealousy and hate, he got himself all done. Hire the best of the best what was available. Spend the money. He's coming this year. Bill Belichick is coming for Tom this year. So I'm not going to be shocked to see New England versus Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. I'm calling it here. I'm calling it here. <laughs> Bill Belichick comes from Bill Parcell and the giant line. Yes, the New York Giants line. That greatness came from the New York Giants. Is coming for you, Tom. He's coming for you. Hey, listen I'm a this guy. <laughs> Yo, so, so many penalties right now, man. So many, so many flags gonna play with this dude, Phil Tom. <laughs> so many flags. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I think that this, um, these moves of free agency, I think they were bigger than Belichick. To be honest, I feel like um, Robert Kraft was involved, which is an owner. Um, I feel like they just making a collective effort. Um, to win because, like you said, seven and nine uh, is um, below below average, of course. But it's just like it never happens in New England. You know that's 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 foreign to them. Um, so I feel like they decided, you know, not the organization, not just Bill, but the organization decided we're going to put some prime time talent uh, around uh, Bill Belichick. But we we kind of forget too. Um, that a lot of their players opted out for COVID this year. So, of course, they weren't as strong as they would be, would have been any other year because a lot of his team, a lot of key components in their team um, dropped out last year because of the COVID. So I'm, I'm thinking this is more about New England. I don't think it's more about Tom Brady. Uh, you know, my, my thoughts on Tom Brady, he just he picked the situation that was ideal for him, that was set up perfectly. Um, that only needed a quarterback uh, to succeed, and he and he and he planted himself there. So I'm not I'm not thinking. It, I think the media is gonna make it a rivalry, but I think it's more so the culture in New England is like, yo, we're not going back to these dark ages. First things first, I just want to say that I'm not thinking about Tom Brady and what he has down in Tampa Bay. Now back to Allen. Um, <laughs> that that's literally what Bill Belichick would say. Um, Bill Belichick's not worried about what Tom Brady has going on in Tampa because that's always been his mindset. Um, when you think about the pieces that uh, New England has put around, we left out the, a key piece, Cam Newton. They signed him to another one-year deal. Mm -hmm. um, they finally have some weapons or decent weapons that they put around Cam Newton. Um, when you think about even like when they first started off, because like no one's seen these players before uh, with Cam, like earlier in the season, like they were able to do work. But once once that film got out, like they couldn't get any separation. Um, as Kelvin stated, they had nine players on defense uh, opt out. Um, some may be coming back. 
Um, and even when they were out, they were still a pretty decent defense. They were at least among the middle of the pack, if I recall correctly. Um, like, memory serves me right. Uh, they were giving Patrick Mahomes trouble um, without Cam Newton. So, basically, with these weapons around Cam, you have someone you can throw the ball to. You got Nelson Aguilar, someone who can stretch the field. Then, of course, whenever we think of New England, all we think about is mainly tight ends. Think about Rob Gronkowski, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Hernandez, uh, those type of players. And what they did is they went and sought out players who would fit their system and help them be successful. So I don't think anything that Tom Brady has going on in Tampa has any type of effect on Robert Kraft at all. Yeah, and then I'll just say this to add what Alan was saying. Um even with Cam Newton, his best years has been with pro bowler caliber tight ends. So if you're talking about bringing Cam Newton back, which they did, you surround him with great tight ends and a solid running game because they already got a line. So I feel like New England is going to be a threat, but I feel like 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 we kind of alluded to besides Phil, which is uh, he found a way <laughs> to bring a Giants in there again. <laughs> this guy's shocking, but uh, – I think that I think it's all about New England and their culture and what they used to. Yeah, I agree. And um, I agree 100 percent. I think when you come from an organization where winning has always been at the forefront, right, you're not used to not excelling. I think when you have a seven and nine season, which a lot of teams would take, you look internally and you're like nah we have to get back to the new england way what are we used to and so i don't think this um has anything to do with what tom brady has done i think this is just like not in my backyard this is not what this is not how we're used to maneuvering and so let's get back to the basics um and i mean he got some good people and these guys are young like the guys I just listed are like 24, 25, 26. I mean, this is potential talent, you know, for years to come, you know, depending on how they develop. So I like it. I mean, man, Bill, Bill just does what has to be done. He's like this mad scientist and will do whatever needs to be done. So if I'm about that action was a person, it would definitely be Bill Belichick. And I'm all for it. Now, what, here's the reason why I state my little soliloquy. Bill usually do, does things the way he wants to, right? He'll take, a, he'll take a, a kicker and make him a right receiver. He would take a tight end and make him a defensive tackle. He would take pieces and convert them. These people actually play their position and is going to play their position. And they spent money. They don't spend money. They do their old, like you said, mad scientist way. He's actually getting young people who actually play their position and plan to play that position. A tight end is going to play tight end. A defensive tackle is going to play a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So he got slapped by Buffalo and kicked by Tom Brady, and he wants his revenge. He's a scorned, scorned person but with this breakup. So he's coming back for revenge. He's going to sweep everyone. He's going to do what he needs to do. Don't sleep on Bill Belichick. That's all I have to say. Okay. And and I think that's a that's definitely some valid points. And so we're going to end the episode in this segment just super quickly because 
we can talk about this for like a whole hour in and of itself. Related to this whole dynamic of Belichick and Brady, do you think Tom Brady's win this past February in any way stains or affects Bill's legacy as a dominant coach? And my answer is simply no. I don't feel I don't feel it does at all. I feel like the track record for I mean football is different too. I mean, can we just be honest? Um, New England's always had a great defense or or um, or above average defense um, when they when they had these title runs. So we're going to just eliminate one side of the field and just act like um, Tom Brady was just averaging forty points a game on offensive side, making tackles, uh, kicking field goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, that's not how football works. You know, basketball more so you can say because one player playing both sides of the court, you know, he can affect the game offensively, defensively. You know, it's a little bit different. But football, it's, it's a team effort, number one. Uh, number two, your coaches are very, very important. Uh, and one player, I don't feel as though uh, can get all the credit. And like I said before, when we was having this discussion, I said that uh, when Tom Brady had the ACL injury, um, you know, he had Matt Castle out there going 11 to five. Matt Castle, who, when he left New England, didn't get a job again. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this guy is a good coach. Even when Tom Brady been hurt in the years past where, t- or, where people had to fill in for him, they win. Um, they, they produce quarterbacks. Uh, so it's like, it's more to me, it's a New England way, it's a New England system, but Tom Brady spices it up because what he did in Tampa, the average novice fan would look like, oh man, it was all Tom Brady the whole time. Meanwhile, don't look how the deck was stacked over in Tampa Bay on offense and defense uh, with a great coaching staff, by the way, he picked the perfect situation for himself. So if you want to look at it uh, just for uh clickbait and storylines and just to start an argument then yeah you could say um you know it stains his his record but if you want to look at it objectively you're kidding yourself i'm not going to reiterate everything kelvin has said but i'm going to say no all i'll say is remember the last super bowl that tom brady played with new england the score was 13 to 3 and he was terrible for over 95 percent of that game the defense only gave up three points. That's all I got to say. Facts. That's facts. Well, I'm going to say one thing. One thing. There only is a slight stain. Why I say a slight stain? Yes, Bill Belichick is the orchestra, the architect of New England. He was both the GM and the coach. And I believe he taught Tom Brady, taught Tom Brady how to win. Tom Brady didn't know. So it went hand in hand. He taught Tom Brady how to win. He taught Tom Brady because the system that was set up and what Tom Brady did was take it and and, and install it into Tampa Bay. That's what I believe, in my opinion. Alan, stop looking at me that way. In my opinion, opinion. (laughs) (laughs) right? Now, where does the stain come? Here's the stain. The stain is that Tom Brady was not done. Reports were that um, Tom Brady could have came back. Bill Belichick all had to say was, yes, I need you back. But in Bill Belichick's mind, he felt that he, I believe he felt that Tom Brady was done 
and that he has to come on his terms. And Tom said no. So the stain would be that he let Tom Brady go. While, and the next year he won a Super Bowl. That's the only stain that he let a good quarterback, which could have helped him, walk away. Yes, he walked Tom Brady, walk into the perfect, perfect environment, literally. And right, like Kelvin said, three sides of the football, the offense, the defense, and special team. And that team, Tampa Bay was stacked. Literally, anyone, anyone except for um, uh, Winston, who went with the 30 for 30 club, could have won on that team, right? <laughs> could have won on that team. 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns. Could have won. So, but the stain will be basically that Tom um, Bill Belichick let the legendary Tom Brady go. That's the only thing. Well, well, Got eye surgery now. <laughs> I, I, I always thought, from what I understood, what I, what I understood from from uh, those discussions with Tom, Tampa Bay and um, not Tampa Bay, but the New England Patriots and Tom Brady was more so he wanted them to invest in him too. Um, you know, as if he was. 28 and uh and that wasn't going to fit the mold of the patriots as far as you know spending that chunk on him like he was a young guy and i feel like that was kind of kind of the friction too not just the um you know not not anything else but i feel like it was more so the money that tom brady because he he you know he's trying to play till he's 50 years old and he was trying to get the quarterback money like he was uh, in his prime um and they couldn't they weren't going to be able to uh take care of the team and take care of Tom Brady at the same time, which I feel like that's that that was a that was a smart move for them. Do you got to give Tom Brady for years been taking you know pay cuts? You know he got big huge bonuses, but pay cuts, and you got to treat him like Kobe Bryant. And that's why I think, and I know we diverse. Yeah. You know, remember Kobe Bryant last years that he was not the Kobe Bryant, and they just gave him one of the highest paid. Uh, Janie Buss said we gonna make you the highest paid player. I believe that attract other players to come and show appreciation. You talk, Bill Belichick has to show appreciation. They did that together. They did it together, to be honest with you. Listen, that shows appreciation. So they showed appreciation. Listen, they showed appreciation by setting up a system where Tom Brady was successful for all them years. Like show appreciation, man. I don't. Nah, nah. Get out of here. Like, like we're not gonna sit here and act like. New England acted in some type of callous manner because they didn't bend over for an 80 year old quarterback. Like, no, we're not going to have that conversation. But Dion, look See, at this 80 year old quarterback. What did he do? He won the Super let, Bowl. He Bill, had the weapons, Bill. Bill. It was Bill. just timing. The timing was right. It was exactly. just the timing was right. Look, and then on top of that, Belichick, won. Ben wanted to get rid of uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. We know. Not exactly. So like it's like why you see Jimmy wait. G because he wanted to stay young so he can keep that window. Because remember when Tom Brady or whoever they had was down, they were still winning ball games regardless, even after Matt Castle was gone years later. And yes, it and was Garoppolo was successful, but look at this. After when they was trying to and we remember that time when they was they got rid of Garoppolo, the reports were uh, Tom Brady spoke to um the owner and it was like either me or him, and it, they got rid of Garoppolo and look what happened, they won two more Super Bowls. So, because of the defense, regardless, they still won. Listen, <laughs> they still, and the Brady defense. was the head. They still won. Bill, you won. are putting a whole lot of weight on Tom Brady's win, which I'm not take. Look, he won fair and square, seven went, you know, seven chips. That's all good. 
Daniel Jones could have been dropped in Tampa and probably won the Super Bowl. That's how dominant the team was. Look, we, we cannot ignore how dominant Tampa was. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you can't use that as a litmus test as to, oh man, it had to be Belichick that went wrong. Look at the environment that that Tom Brady was able to inherit. So that's all I'll say about that. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.